Pacea Domnului, vreți să vă spunem bun venit la Casa Domnului și am dorit ca Dumnezeu să ne binecuvânteze pe toți. Cuvântul Dumnezeu în Salmul 95 spune, veniți să cântăm cu veselie Domnului și să strigăm de bucurie câte stânca mântuirii noastre. Să mergem înaintea Lui cu laude, să făcem să răsune cântece în cinstea Lui. Căci Domnul este un Dumnezeu mare, este un parat mare, mai presus de toți Dumnezei, binecuvântat să fie Dumnezeul nostru. Mai bine să ne ridicăm picioare și să lăudăm pe Dumnezeu. Prima cântare seara aceasta este Cântați toți de bucurie căci Hristos s-a născut. Binecuvântat să fie Domnul. Astăzi de bucurie, căci Hristos s-a născut, să cântești pe-a Lui Mărire, Cerul și Pământul, Cerul și Pământul, Cerul, Cerul și Pământul, Cerul și Pământul, Cerul și Pământul, Cerul, Cerul și Pământul. să fie Dumnezeu nostru. Cuvântul Dumnezeu ne spunea căci El este un împărat mare, mai presus de toți Dumnezeii. El ține mâna adâncimile pământului și vârfurile munților sunt ale Lui. A Lui este mare, El a făcut-o și mâinile Lui a întâlnit uscatul. Veniți să ne închinăm și să ne smerim și să ne ripecăm genunchi înaintea Domnului frecătorului nostru, căci El este Dumnezeu nostru și noi suntem poporul pășunii Lui. Turma pe care o păpățuiește mâna Lui, binecuvântat să fie Dumnezeu nostru. Se merită să venim rugăciunea și asta, așa cum stăm în picioare, să cerem prezența Lui în mijlocul nostru, să cerem binecuvântarea Lui peste tot ce se face în seara aceasta aici. Să lasă ca Duhul Zău ce sunt să sensibilizeze inimile noastre, să ne prelucreze, să ne modeleze mai mult ca aceasta, să nu uităm. Că motivul nostru este Isus Hristos, care a venit în lumea aceasta să mântuiască sufletele noastre, binecuvântat să fie numele Lui, așa cum stăm în picioare. Ne închinăm înainte Domnul și cere prezența Lui peste tot ce se face aici. Amin.
Dumnezeul mântuirii noastre, venim înaintea Ta în această seară. Vrem să-ți mulțumim că și ne-ai mai dăruit harul să fim aici în casa Ta. Harul să stăm în prezența Ta, să simțim Duhul Tău cel Sfânt care lucrează și va lucra în continuare. Te rugăm, Doamne, binecuvintează tot ceea ce se va desfășura în această seară. Binecuvintează copiii care au pregătit un lucru extraordinar, atât pentru noi, cât și pentru slava Ta. Mă rog ca mâna Ta să le binecuvintezi Tu, Doamne. Binecuvintează sufletele noastre ca să simțim prezența Ta cea sfântă. Vorbește-ne prin cuvântul Tău, vorbește-ne prin cântare, vorbește-ne prin tot ceea ce se va desfășura în această seară. Și numele Tău, și numai numele Tău să fie lăudat și glorificat. Te toate slava, toate cinstea, toată gloria, pentru că Tu ești un Dumnezeu mare și nu este nimeni ca și Tine. Lăudăm și proclamăm numele Tău în această seară și numele Tău să fie glorificat. Amin. Lăudați să fie Domnul! Frați și surori, în după masa aceasta avem o slujbă divină în care am vrea ca numele Domnului să fie glorificat. We'd like to welcome every one of you tonight here and uh, let's prepare our hearts to worship the Lord and be ready to glorify the name of the Lord. I said when I came to church, seeing all these kids dressed so special, I said, I don't think we ever had so many angels in church. Dumnezeu se binecuvinteze. Și în seara aceasta, așa cum ei se pregătesc să laude numele Domnului și noi împreună cu ei să înălțăm numele Domnului. Avem un program puțin mai deosebit, dar un program în care să înălțăm numele Domnului. Ryan Namba, are you here? I would like to ask you please to come and read for us uh, uh, before we sit down uh, uh, Revelation chapter 4 tonight uh, and Ryan is going to read it for us in the best language possible. <laughs> come back. Good evening, everyone. Uh, please join me in the book of Revelation, uh, beginning with chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings, and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, the second living creature, like an ox, the third living creature, with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, 
to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Amen. Corul mix va lauda numele Domnului, după care cu toți vom cânta din cântările Domnului împreună și în timpul acesta ne pregătim inimile pentru ceea ce Domnul a pregătit prin Sunday School Department, Jenny și toți cei care au lucrat așa de intens, dorind în toată inima Dumnezeu să ne binecuvinteze. Dumneavoastră, biserica, puteți să ocupa locurile, corul să nu ocupe niciun loc. They'll be standing și vor lauda numele Domnului. Have a seat. Cerul câtă pe deasupra vă. Bă- 
cea mai frumoasă perioadă din viață. Să fii copil, nu? While I'm talking, I would like to ask the kids to come up here to find your place and uh, we're preparing our hearts. One of the best uh, season in life is to be a child because you have responsibilities but not as an adult one. Uh, you have parents that would help you to... Um, Uh, do the course that you have to do, the responsibilities to get ready for whatever you need in school, in society and preparing you for life. Uh, vreau ca să invităm pe cei care s-au pregătit pentru ziua de astăzi cu uh, lucrarea, uh, departamentul de școală duminicală, uh, zicem din toată inima Domnul să-i folosească și să-i binecuvinteze. Let's start. God bless
De aceea Domnul însuși vă va da un semn. Iată, Fecioara va rămâne însărcinată, va naște un fiu și va pune numele Emanuel. Dumnezeu este cu noi. Căci un copil ni s-a născut, un fiu ni s-a dat și Domnea va fi pe umărul lui. Îl vor numi Minunat, Sfetnic, Dumnezeu Tare, Părintele Veșnicilor, Domn al Păcii. El va face ca domnia lui să crească și o pace fără sfârșit va da scaunul de domnie a lui David și împărăției lui. O va întări și o va sprijini prin judecată și neprihănire, de acum și în veci de veci. Iată ce va face râvna Domnului oștirilor. Amin. What a beautiful evening for a story, and what better story to tell than the greatest story ever told. The story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Would you like to hear about the day our Lord and Savior was born? Yes. Then let's begin. It was the night before. Now I know what you're all thinking. That's not the right story. But I assure you it is. Let's all listen. It was the night before Sabbath. And in old Nazareth, a girl named Mary had a visitor she didn't expect. It was an angel sent from God. And when Mary saw the angel, she thought it was quite odd. What did God want with her? Only a young girl. Let's hear the angel's message, message and watch God's plan unfold. I hope Joseph likes this lamb stew I made for him. He's coming to dine with my family, and I want to know what a good wife I'll make for him. Mary of Nazareth, it is I, the angel Gabriel. I've come to deliver God's message with, to you. What could God possibly want with me? You are favored by the Lord. The Lord is with you. But I'm only a young girl. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son and name him Jesus. He will be a great man and be called the Son of the Most High. There, the Lord God will give you the throne of your ancestor David. He will be a great man and be called the Son of God. And he will be the king of Jacob's people forever, and his kingdom will never end. But how can this be? The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy Child developing inside of you will be called the Son of God. This doesn't seem possible. Elizabeth, your relative, is pregnant with the son in her old age. The people said she couldn't have a child, but I think it's impossible for God. you would choose me just a lonely girl from a simple family 
ready to do the Lord's will, but there was one little problem that bothered her still. What about her husband, Joseph the carpenter? When she told him of the baby, would he even want her? Well, Joseph was angry. How could this be? This was so unexpected from his sweet bride, Mary. He would end their marriage. That's just what he'd do. But then the angel came and told Joseph God's plan, too. I can't believe what Mary told me. How can she be pregnant? And she wants me to, to believe that the baby is the son of God? Wait, that's preposterous. She must think I'm a fool. And to think that we were just betrothed. I cannot think about this anymore tonight. I will go to sleep, and in the morning, I will go to the high priest and tell him I would quietly like to end my marriage with Mary. Joseph, son of David, it is I, the angel Gabriel. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. What Mary said was true. An angel did visit her to tell her of God's plan, and now the angel has visited me. I'll do as God wishes and take Mary as my wife, and when the time comes and she gives birth to a son, I'll raise him and help him become the son God wants him to be. So the two were married, and as happy as can be, they planned a home with room for a baby. Spring changed the summer, and then became autumn. Mary and Joseph were anxious for the baby they had been given. Mary's tummy was growing, and it was as big as it could be. And then Caesar Augustus issued a decree. There was to be a census taken all over the land. Now Mary and Joseph must go to Bethlehem. 
I'm not going to lie. I was not very happy to travel all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem when Mary's so close to giving birth. But what else can we do? Bethlehem is the town of David, and because I belong in the house and line of David, we had better go there and register. It wasn't a pleasant journey, let me tell you. It took us five days to travel 90 miles across treacherous, treacherous terrain on the back of a donkey. Oh, speak for yourself. I had to walk the entire way. That may be true, but which one of us is pregnant with the Son of God? You got me there. Exactly.
Mary and Joseph arrived after many days, and they looked and looked for somewhere to stay. There were so many people from near and far, they came to be counted by the registrar. So Mary and Joseph knocked on each and every door. The answer always the same as the one before. There's no room at the inn, the innkeepers cried. Mary said, I just want to birth my baby inside. One innkeeper took pity on our travelers, too. She said, I have an idea. I know what you can do. All right, so here's the thing. We are having an absolutely record-breaking weekend here in Bethlehem. All of our rooms are sold. Can you believe it? I know a lot of people were upset when Caesar Augustus decreed that the census must be taken, but we were excited. I mean, Bethlehem is a pretty bustling place. In our marketplace, we have not one, but two fig merchants. Even Samaria doesn't have two fig merchants. Although Bethlehem is pretty busy sometimes, I wouldn't say it's the best tourist destination, if you know what I mean. For one thing, it's pretty warm here most of the time. Winter is pretty warm. Spring is, well, hot. Fall, still hot. Summer? Let's put it this way. It's so hot and dry in the summer that our camels start to look like plain old horses. For you non-animal lovers out there, that was a joke. I was trying to say that it's so hot and dry in the summer that our camels don't have enough water to store in their humps, so they look like plain old horses. Get it? Ha ha, good one. Anyway, we don't get too many travelers throughout Bethlehem, so us innkeepers are excited for the influx of travelers headed our way. Only we had no idea how many people there would be. You got to remember, we don't have phones or the internet, so we had no idea how many people would be coming to be counted for the sinners. In any case, when Mary and Joseph showed up at my door, I was all booked up. Being the businesswoman that I am, I was not about to turn down a paying customer. I may not have room inside my inn, but I knew I had just the place for a pregnant gal to give birth to a little bundle of joy. Do you know where she sent them? That's right, she sent them out back to the stable with all the animals. How can you let the mother of our Lord, Jesus Christ, give birth to him in a smelly old stable? Well, I will have you know that I keep a very clean stable, and I'm known throughout Bethlehem for having the nicest horses, sheep, and cows around. And of course, you have to remember that I didn't know Mary was going to give birth to the Jesus Christ. To me, Mary and Joseph were just another couple of paying customers, so I took them out back, gave them some hay and linen I had lying around, and wished them a good night. And the rest, as they say, history. Can you believe it? On the stable so warm, Mary's firstborn child, a son, was born. In swaddling clothes, she wrapped him tight to keep him warm in the cold, dark night. She laid him in a manger to be kissed his bed. Warm straw was his pillow that cradled his head. And what did she call him, a name we know so well? Why, of course, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. What a miracle to think that I am holding the Son of God in my arms. But when I look at him, I just see my son. My son who I will love and protect and nurture so that he can grow into the man God needs him to be. What a wonderful responsibility God has given me. I'm not going to lie. It's a little scary. Am I going to be a good mom? Am I going to grow into the man God needs him to be? God, I know God will guide me every step of the way. I thank him for giving me the most special gift, the gift of my son, Jesus.
Nearby in the field, Shepherd tended to their sheep. It was getting pretty late, and they were falling asleep. Then out of the darkness, a great noise was heard. A chorus of angels, their sleep did disturb. Angels brought them a message from heaven above. The birth of a savior, joyous tidings and love. 97, 98, 99. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Ah! Hey, that wasn't very nice. You messed up my sheep counting. Who are you, and where did you come from? Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all people. That's great, but don't you realize it's not nice to sneak up on people like that, especially when we're sleeping? Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Wow, okay, I guess that's worth interrupting my sleep. Go on. This will be our sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger. But how will we know where to find him? God will guide you. Yes, he will. It's so cool. We got a personal invitation from God himself to go see his newborn son. Am I right? Yes, yes so cool. cool. I'm honored. Their journey was long, but when they arrived, the most wondrous sight awaited their eyes. The Christ child in the manger did lay, surrounded by animals, asleep in the hay. The shepherds knelt down and began to pray and gave thanks to God for this miraculous day. Now in the east, a bright star proclaimed the good news, so some wise men set out to find the king of the Jews.
Now in the east, a bright star proclaimed the good news, so some wise men set out to find the king of the Jews. What a bright star. I've never seen such a sight. No one but God could have put such a star in the sky. King Herod will be so pleased when we reach our destination and send the word of the Christ child. Are we there yet? Of course we're not there yet. We've just begun our journey. Do you realize how far Bethlehem is? Yes. Okay. Check out this map. You guys see that spot right there? Yes. That's where we are. So? You see that spot way over there? Yes. That's where we're going. I'm afraid I don't see the problem. Our feet are going to get sore when we get there. We have camels. Our camels' feet are going to get sore when we get there. Uh, I'm afraid I don't see the problem. This is the one true king we're talking about. We travel any destination to see him and honor him. I agree. No matter how far away or how long it takes us to get there, I will offer my gifts to the new king. I guess you're right. Does everyone have their special offerings they brought from their land? Yes, I have gold. I have frankincense. I have myrrh. Very good. Well, I guess we better be on our way. Otherwise, this kid's going to be five years old until we lay eyes on him. We'll ever stop complaining. God willing. Are we there yet? Many months later, the wise men arrived. Their journey was long, but their spirits revived. At the sight of the of the, his mother and her sweet baby boy, they finally felt peace, understanding, and joy. They gave him their gifts and fell down in praise. They returned to their homes traveling a different way.
the most wondrous story that has ever been told. When a group of God's chosen came from all over the land to praise the little Christ cryled in Bethlehem. Now this is our now this is the our end, or is it the beginning of a story that teaches us the, our reason for living? On this special day of Christmas cheer, take a moment to remember why we've all gathered here. It's not about trees. It's not about presents. It's not about ribbons. It's not about wreaths. It's about the most precious gift that God gave us all, the gift of his son to make the world right. So thanks for listening to all we had to say about what happened that night, which is now Christmas Day. Now one last thing before they turn out the lights. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Copii talentați ne-a dat Domnul. Haideți încă o dată cu toții să zicem, lăuda să fie Domnul. Și apoi cu toți încă o dată să-i aplaudăm și să zicem, Domnul să-i binecuvinteze. Găbleșul! Sunt și frumoși și inteligenți. Dumnezeu să-i crească pentru el. 
și să-i folosească spre extinderea împărăției lui Dumnezeu. Aș vrea ca să vă atrag atenția la câteva anunțuri pentru săptămâna aceasta în care am intrat și pentru viitor și încă o dată aș vrea numele dumneavoastră tuturor să mulțumim departamentului de școală duminicală sorei Hurduc, Jennifer și echipei care au pregătit slujba aceasta de închinare pentru copii o muncă care nu este ușoară It's not easy to take care of the kids and to teach them. And I think they did a wonderful job. We love you, kids. And I was watching how many mir și mirese vor fi într-o zi. Pe toți trebuie să-i petrecem, să ne bucurăm cu ei, dar ne bucurăm de toți cei care vin și fac pasul acesta în ziua potrivită în casa lui Dumnezeu. Ne bucurăm de tinerii noștri, ne bucurăm de seniori, ne bucurăm de Biserica Domnului, pentru că Domnul ne-a așezat într-o familie minunată. Once again, thank you so much for a wonderful job tonight. Cu ajutorul Domnului, săptămâna aceasta va avea un program obișnuit de repetiții și de întâlniri. Miercuri seara, întâlnirea Bisericii, de la ora 7, paralel cu celelalte întâlniri și repetiții care au loc în decursul săptămânii. Ca apoi să vă reamintesc că sâmbătă, la ora 10 dimineața, toți cei care vor fi implicați în The Christmas Concert, va fi o repetiție generală aici, în vederea pregătirii a evenimentului de duminica viitoare. De aceea vă rugăm ca să țineți cont de lucrul acesta, să fiți prezenți aici la repetiție. Și apoi, duminica viitoare, next Sunday, NAM, avem slujbă divină în casa Domnului și apoi, după masă, la ora 6, our annual Christmas concert. Refreshments will be provided after the Christmas concert in the Fellowship Hall. Apoi, de azi în două săptămâni, în 18 decembrie, după slujba de dimineață, vom avea din nou slujba de seară, Kids Night, on the 18th of December, PM service. We're looking forward again to see the kids developing their gifts and worshiping the Lord. Eu am văzut în feciorii aceștia predicatori. E adevărat că teologic nu m-am prea agreat eu cu îngerii care au fost fete, dar e ok. În play-ul ăsta se permite și asemenea lucruri. Dar ne-am bucurat de ei, de inițiativa pe care o au, de dedicația pe care o au, au fost fără greșeli, pentru că noi seniorii și așa nu vedem greșelile. Noi iubim orice fac pentru Domnul, dar ne rugăm ca Domnul să-i păstreze curaz pentru el și să-i păzească în lumea aceasta în care Domnul i-a trimis și în casele noastre, în familiile noastre. Ce mare har să avem copii frumoși și ne rugăm ca Domnul să le ajute să crească și cu minți. Apoi... Dacă mai sunt familii care doresc să fie colindate, tinerii, 
în 24 decembrie, după slujba divină de seară de aici, casele care doresc să fie colindate, vă rugăm să vă înscrieți ca să poată departamentul de tineret, fratele David Ujvat, să știe să organizeze itinerarul pentru părtășia tinerilor de la colindă și mulțumesc anticipat tuturor celor care vă deschideți casele, care îi primiți în casele dumneavoastră, care îi primiți totdeauna cu o inimă caldă și cu un zâmbet frumos, pentru că ei au nevoie, cum am avut și noi, să crească văzând dragostea noastră ca familii care iubim pe Domnul și care iubim pe ei. Dacă mai sunt deci familii care doresc să primească cu colindul, vă rugăm să vă scrieți la bookstore, există o listră și puteți să faceți lucrul acesta. Marți, Tuesday, 10 a.m. to 12, uh, December the 6th, in two days, o să aibă loc Christmas Craft pentru toate familiile, pentru copii și pentru părinții care se ocupă de homeschooling them, care îi supraveghează în creșterea lor și în educația lor. O metodă care credem că este bună, potrivită. Și mă rog ca fiecare familie care are nevoie de ajutor și sprijin de advice în direcția aceasta, avem multe familii în biserică care fac lucrul acesta, vă pot ajuta, vă pot sprijini să înțelegeți exact cum putem să navigăm prin perioada aceasta așa de interesantă pe care noi trăim în America. Nu cred că e mai grea decât cea pe care am avut-o noi în România, unii când am crescut, dar fiecare situație e grea pentru că o trăiești tu, pentru că o experimentezi tu. Cum Domnul a purtat de grijă generației mele, sunt sigur că Domnul va purta de grijă și copiilor. Și toți părinții să zică amin, pentru că Domnul da poartă de grijă copiilor săi. În cele ce urmează aș vrea ca să stăm înaintea Domnului cu inima deschisă, și cu buzunarul deschis. Închinarea noastră, da, conține laudă, rugăciune, predică, cuvânt, dar și dărnicie din ceea ce Domnul ne-a dat. Și în timp ce vom lăuda pe Domnul cu toții dintr-o cântare în comun, vom face și colecta pentru lucrarea Domnului, pentru susținerea lucrările locale. Și apoi, după ce cântăm cu toți împreună și dăm Domnului, Fratele Cris Balaj va avea un mesaj în numele Domnului în seara aceasta. Nu știu unde să-l pun. Să-l pun la tineri ori la cei mai în vârstă. Dacă întreb copiii, eu să-mi spun altfel. Dar noi zicem, Domnul să-l binecuvintează. Ne bucurăm că Domnul i-a pus ceva pe inimă, va împărtăși cu noi cuvântul Domnului, cântăm, ne închinăm cu dărnicia și apoi vom asculta cuvântul Sfânt. Încerea-o cântat 
It's already the Christmas season. This year has passed by so fast that it's it's honestly unbelievable. Um, I know many times the people with with more life experience they say, you know, for us young people, time passes by slower than it does for them. But I feel like as I get older, and even now, it passes by insanely fast. The years are going by like it's months, and it's already the Christmas season again. 
The sermon tonight is going to be about the story of Christmas. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do as good of a job describing it as the kids did um, tonight, but I'll try to do my best. Uh, it's the first Christmas sermon of the year, so I just want to keep it simple and go through the amazing story um, that we have here in the Bible and the amazing gift that God has given to us, um, his son, Jesus Christ. I invite you guys to stand for the reading of the word. Um, I'll be reading after, uh, from two passages, one from Luke chapter 1 and then the second one from Matthew chapter 1. First one, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. Verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greetings this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Be going to Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive a son, and conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. The birth of Jesus Christ. This is something, um, a subject and topic that has been studied by many theologians all throughout history. Um, and believe it or not, it also has been studied by, by many atheists. Um, but they have studied it, obviously, for different reasons than um, us Christians have studied it. They have studied it to be able to prove that, in fact, the virgin birth wasn't real. Um, they say that how can a woman be left with child if she wasn't with a man, it's impossible. It's, it's unrealistic. It's basically saying that I can jump from here all the way to the moon. You know, that's something a five-year-old would say. Obviously, it doesn't make any sense. 
And it doesn't. It's impossible. It doesn't make any sense. And they don't believe the virgin birth happened because it's not scientifically correct. But they're so blinded and they don't realize that, in fact, they have a virgin birth of their own. They believe that there was an explosion billions and billions of years ago and the whole universe was created from nothing. In one second, everything was created from nothing, which in my opinion doesn't make any sense at all, uh, even less sense than what the Bible tells us. Um, and they don't know that Jesus wasn't created from nothing. Jesus was in fact before the creation of the world, before the creation of the universe, he was already in heaven, the son of God together with the father and the Holy Spirit. And that he in fact came to earth, lowered himself down to our level to be able to be born amongst us and to live a life, to set an example for us to walk in and die for us and for our sins. The birth of Jesus is an amazing story with so many details that of course, they aren't all written in the Bible because, you know, the Bible says in another part, there's so many things that aren't written because they wouldn't all fit in one book, all the deeds that Jesus did. And I believe this is one of those things. I mean, think about how, how complex this story is. How many things could have gone wrong, right? We look from the very beginning. Mary is engaged to Joseph, a young, happy couple about to get married, to start a life, thinking about their future. And all of a sudden, Mary is um, at home and an angel comes to her and he tells her, Mary, God has a plan for you and for your life and you will be with child who is the son of God. And Mary, of course, she is shook by this and she says, how can this be? You know, I'm engaged to someone and I have never been with a man. How is it that I'm going to go and tell Joseph these things? I mean, who would believe me? He's obviously not going to believe me. Right? And then we look at Joseph. Joseph hears that Mary is a child. Mary comes into him and tells him, and you know, if we think about it realistically, he says, Mary, what are you talking about? How can you say such thing? This makes no sense. And obviously he gets upset. He gets hurt because it's unrealistic. It doesn't make any sense. Only like the kids said in their play, a fool would believe such a thing. So he goes home for sure upset, frustrated, not knowing what to do. And he goes to bed and the angel of the Lord comes to him in the night and he tells him, to not be afraid to take Mary because, in fact, what is inside of her is from the Holy Spirit. So Joseph goes and he agrees to take Mary as his wife. Now imagine the people around them, right? Imagine their parents, all the people around them when they hear what has happened with Mary and Joseph. Okay, you, I, I mean, you expect us to believe you guys right now? You know, a young couple, you expect us to believe that the baby that you have inside of you is in fact from the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is something that, you know, wasn't easy for them to come out and say because, again, in human logical terms, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for someone to be left with a child like this. So from the very beginning, this is such a complex story, and God has worked it all out through them. And then later on, when people see Jesus being born and all the things that happen along with, only then do people start to realize that in fact this is the son of God and that in fact this is a special child. So Mary got together with Joseph and then as the time drew near for Jesus to be born, there was a mandatory Roman registration that was given out by the Roman Empire at the time the leader Caesar Augustus had given out because he wanted to know how many people were in the world. So he had given out an order for everyone no matter where they were in the world to go back to their hometown, back where they were born to register so that he could count them all. So they decide to go back to register. And while they were there, as they got to Bethlehem, the time came for Mary 
to be born. And they go around looking for an inn because they don't obviously don't have a home there. Uh, that's not where Joseph and Mary were at the time. So they go from inn to inn and everything is packed. Everything is booked. And uh, just making sure you guys know everything wasn't packed because it was Christmas weekend. Because at the time Christmas wasn't a thing yet. It was packed because everyone, like I said, came back to their hometown. Even if that's not where they're from. So all the inns were packed. And uh, there's a question that is asked, you know, in many songs and in many poems, if you were the innkeeper, would you have let them in? And I believe that, that this is like a rhetorical question in a way because I believe the answer would have been no, you wouldn't have let them in because that's the way that it was supposed to be. You see, Jesus Christ, the creator of the world, entered the world in the most humble form possible. He entered mortality in a shelter for animals and was laid in a manger, in a crib that was also used for the feeding of animals. He was humble from the very beginning, from the moment he was born, from his birth until the moment he died, he lived one of the most humble lives possible. If we look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8, it says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient even to the point of death, even death on a cross. He became poor so that you and I can become rich spiritually. He gave up his heavenly glory to come down and to live amongst us and to die for us and for our sins. So he was born in a manger in a crib on the hay. And as was, this was happening the same night, the Bible says that there were some shepherds in the field watching their flocks. If we turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 8, is where the story of the shepherds is. Beginning with verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as they had been told them. Amen. Can you imagine the scene that is happening here? The shepherds are out in the field. It's nighttime. They've been doing this probably for most of their lives from the time they were probably young. Uh, maybe their parents have had sheep and they're out there every single night, every single day for most of their lives watching the sheep. And after a certain while, I'm sure they got pretty bored of the same thing. 
No, nothing interesting happened. Just another regular night. They're out there staring up at the stars, making conversation. And all of a sudden, a bright light appears. And they turn around, and there in front of you is an angel. And the angel said, fear not, which obviously can only mean that they got scared, right? They turn around. I don't even know what they thought. Is this an angel? Is it a ghost? Who knows what they thought? And the angel said, fear not. And he tells them the good news, the good news of Jesus and what had happened. And then as soon as he finishes telling them, the Bible says that a host, a big multitude of angels appeared in the sky, worshiping and praising the Lord. Man, what I would do to be able to see the angel choir singing. I believe we have a very good choir here at church, but I can't imagine the choir of angels singing praises to God and these shepherds just looking up into heaven and just, just in awe. I'm, they were overwhelmed with all sorts of emotions, with fear, with excitement, with confusion. I mean, who knows what was going through their head. So the angels disappear and they look at one another and they decide to hurry up and go to Bethlehem to see what was told unto them. So they go to Bethlehem and they find Jesus and they tell Mary and Joseph what had happened. And the Bible says that Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart. I, I can't imagine, you know, Mary, I mean, she was the mother of Jesus and she sees all these things happening with the angel revealing himself to her, to her husband, now Joseph, and then these shepherds. She could, she's probably only thinking about the amazing things that God is going to be doing through her son, that she, through the son of God whom she has given birth to in the future. And I'm sure she was filled with all sorts of excitement. And then there's one more event that had happened that is part of the Christmas story, the wise men. It is found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what, type, what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So the wise men weren't from Israel. They weren't Jewish people. So they were very likely familiar with Old Testament prophecies, either through reading the Old Testament or having interactions with other Jews um, because of the fact that they knew when they saw the star about the birth of Jesus Christ. So they were, there, there was an Old Testament prophecy 
in Numbers, which says, a star shall come out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And this prophecy was understood by the Jews um, to point to a Messiah, someone who would deliver them. So the wise men were very likely familiar with this prophecy. And when they see this star, that obviously wasn't an ordinary star, it was a star that stood out from all the others they had ever seen. They look back through history. They find the prophecy that was written in Numbers. And they decide to go out and to see this king of kings that has been born unto humanity. So they see this star and to decide to go. Um, now, no one knows exactly how many wise men were. Uh, growing up, I always thought that it was three because of the song we sing, We Three Kings. Or because every time I would see a cartoon or a picture, there would be three kings. Um, but theologians don't know exactly how many there were. It's assumed that there were three because there were three gifts. So then they assume that each wise man had three gifts. Um, and then some theologians say that, you know, the distance they traveled was a very long distance. So they likely didn't travel alone. They had, you know, many people with them, probably guards. Since they were wise men, they were probably richer people. Um, a lot of camels on such a long journey. So they go to Jerusalem. They get to Jerusalem and they go to King Herod because King Herod hears that there's wise men looking for the king that was born the christ that was born and king herod calls them to himself and the bible says that he was troubled when he had heard this news and he calls them to himself and tells them go and look for the star and when you find it tell me so that i too may come and worship him and the fact that he would say this i mean the bible says that king herod heard that the christ was born i mean think about it he's basically putting himself at war with God. Oh, the Christ is born. I'm going to go and try to kill him. I mean, what kind of thoughts could a person have to think that they would be able to go against God? That's, that just shows the thirst for power that he had and the evilness that was inside of him. Of course, the wise men didn't know this thing at the time, so they agree. And then they continue on their journey. They see the star. They follow it. And then they finally get to Mary and Joseph's house. And they walk in. They fall down. And they worship him. Now Jesus at this time is about two years old. They're no longer in the manger. They're back at their home. Um, theologians say that, you know, from up until Jesus was born to this point, about two years had passed. So Jesus is about two years old. The wise men walk in. They fall down before him and worship him. Now at two years old, you know, a kid already knows some things. I'm not sure exactly how it worked for Jesus because he's the son of God. But he was still a kid. So he sees these things happening. And then his parents see these things happening. Right? Mary and Joseph. And they know by this point that Jesus is not just an ordinary child. They know that he's a special son sent from God. But still, them seeing a group of people walk in and just start worshiping their little boy. That's something that I'm sure put them in awe and in wonder. And it probably got them thinking for sure, again, about the future and the amazing things that God was going to be doing through this child for them and for the people around them, let alone for the people, all the people to come after them from then, 2,000 years later, up until now, even for us. So they come in, they worship him, and they bring three gifts before him. The first one, was gold and all of us know what gold is i'm not sure uh what kind of gold they brought him whether it was coins whether it was gold stones or gold jewelry it doesn't say but that was the first gift they brought him the second one was frankincense now frankincense is something that that was grown in trees and was used for incense and perfumes it's something that was very high quality and 
wasn't just gifted to anyone. It was something that was gifted to a king when you come before him. And it's something that was very rare. And the third one, again, was myrrh. Something that was, again, gifted to kings. And it's something that was, it was like a sap that is bled out of trees. And again, it was also used, it could have been used for different perfumes. It could have been used for medical reasons. And it's something that was very rare and worth of loss. So they obviously, when they come before this king, they come before him with the highest gifts. And then after that, it says they departed. Um, now, I don't know if the wise men stayed with them for a while or not after that. I like to try to find as many details as I can in the Bible. Again, we don't know all things because not all things are written, but I believe that when we get to heaven, we will know all things. So praise God for that. So the wise men leave, and as they depart, it is revealed to them through a dream to not go by Herod anymore. The Lord reveals to them the evil thoughts he has, so they go by a different way. And Herod, Herod finds out, and he sees that he's been deceived, and he gets furious. And he gets so furious and he gets so selfish thinking about him, about his throne, that he calculates the time and that he gives an order for every single male child in the Bethlehem area, two years and younger, to be killed. I mean, imagine, again, the things that was going through his head. How many people he knew would turn against him after that point because of this thing. To give out a decree against your own people, the people you judge. Because he was under this point also under the Roman Empire. So instead of him doing things to get the people on his side, he just did something that made it even worse for him. So he gives out this order, and Mary and Joseph, uh, to Joseph, an angel reveals to him again in a dream about what Herod is about to do. So they flee to Egypt. Um, they take Jesus with them and they flee to Egypt and they stayed there until Herod died. After they found out that he has died, they come back to Israel and they settle in the city of Nazareth where Jesus would grow up and become one day the Jesus that performed many miracles and that would one day climb the hill of, the hill of Calvary and die for me and for you and for our sins. So this is the story of the Savior that was long awaited by the Jews. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago, all the prophecies had finally come to completion with the birth of Jesus Christ. And I want to end by reading Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. Praise his holy name. Merry Christmas.
Să 
să fie Domnul care este cu noi. Cel care ne-a binecuvântat și după masa aceasta să avem un timp de închinare, de adorare și de proslăvire a numelui Său. Vrem să-i aducem mulțumiri Domnului, dar mi-am pus o întrebare când stăteam aici pe bancă. Oare dacă tu trăiai în vremea când Domnul Iisus Hristos a născut, Erai o persoană potrivită să te folosească Domnul în scenariul nașterii Lui? Eu cred că aici între noi sunt foarte mulți tineri care reprezintă pe Iosif cu intenții curate și cu dorință de a fi la dispoziția Lui Dumnezeu. Cred de asemenea că Între noi sunt, și nu numai între noi, și între alți frați, surori care se adună creștini, sunt tinere care, așa ca Maria de altă dată, sunt gata să fie la dispoziția lui Dumnezeu. Aceasta ne face pe noi să venim la închinare, să adorăm numele Domnului, să cântăm la adresa lui Dumnezeu și să ne închinăm înaintea Lui. Din toată inima, Dumnezeu să ne binecuvinteze! Să ne dea putere. Dacă nu am fost în perioada când Domnul s-a născut, unii l-au așteptat când a venit de prima dată. Noi suntem cei generația care îl așteptăm pe Domnul să vină după biserica sa. Și zicem în după masa aceasta, Doamne, ajută-ne să fim gata. Să fim și noi ca o Marie, ca un Iosif, ca un copil al tău care te așteaptă și care este gata să te vadă venind pe norii cerului. Vă invit să facem cu toți o rugă comună, mulțumind Domnului pentru copiii care s-au pregătit, pentru surorile și frații care i-au ajutat, iar pentru noi ca familii, ca Dumnezeu pe toți să ne binecuvinteze. Că în rugăciunea comună să încheie fratele Sem Mihuleț, va veni și ne va încredința în brațul Domnului prin rugăciune cu voce tare. Now, kids, everybody, let's pray and let's thank the Lord for this beautiful evening. You have done a wonderful job and we want to thank God for every one of you. You are so talented. I can't believe that you're not my kids. But God has blessed you and you look beautiful and you're ready to face the world and the Lord wants to use you. Therefore, we want to thank God and pray. Let's pray together. You pray for your parents. You pray for your grandparents and you pray for your siblings. If you have siblings, just ask the Lord to give you wisdom not to fight too much. Just reasonable, okay? To fight a little bit, but not too much. But also to pray for the church. To pray for the leadership of the church, for the pastors, for those who are preaching, for those who are singing. Let's ask the Lord to bless this church with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let's ask the Lord to bring revival That's what we need today, God's hand to be uh, felt among us 
and for God's hand to come and touch every one of us. Ok, haideți cu toți să ne rugăm în comun și apoi fratele Sam ne va conduce în rugăciune. Father God, we come before you in the name of your beloved son, Jesus, and we want to thank you. Lord, we want to thank you for tonight's uh, service, Lord. We want to thank you for blessing us with such awesome kids that that love you, Lord Jesus, and we can see it, Lord God, through the way that they're serving you, Lord, and they were a blessing to us, Lord Jesus, as parents, and I pray that you would bless both child and parent, Lord God, in this place. Lord, we also want to thank you for the uh, message that was given and delivered by Chris. Lord, I pray that um, it would be in our minds, Lord Jesus, not just today, not just, you know, through the Christmas season, but through all the days of our lives, Lord Jesus, that we may remember the awesome thing that you've done for us to sacrifice yourself in such a way, Lord God, and to humble yourself in such a way. Jesus, we pray that the information that was uh, uh, let out tonight, Lord, that it would uh, remain with us and that on a day-to-day basis, we would be able to live out your word, Lord Jesus. We thank you for just an amazing night and for the Holy Spirit's presence in this place. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for your sacrifice. Amen. Vă invit să ocupați locurile. Cu acestea anunțuri și rugăciuni de încheiere, slujba se încheie în seara aceasta. Vă mulțumim tuturor de răbdare, de îngăduință. Și când plecați acasă, spuneți alții și fratele Gao de întârzie, încheie mai repede. Încă nu e ora 8. Vrem să ne închinăm Domnului, să aveți o seară binecuvântată. God bless you and have a good week. For today. For this gift of breath and life.
give you thanks for this church, this community gathered here to worship. We give you thanks for your creation, the changing seasons, falling leaves. We give you thanks. For your mercy, for your forgiveness, for your love, we give you thanks. In our weakness, we thank you, for your power is made evident. In our failures, we thank you, for your grace is sufficient. Even in the trials, through the struggles and pain, as you form us into who you want us to be, turning our mess into your message. Today and every day, we give you thanks. into who you want us to be. Turning our mess into your message. Today and every day, we give you thanks. Give you th- 